Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly. And from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello and welcome to the Fire in the Valley Show. Today we'll have myself, Mighty Pete, and we're joined by the John Knowles. Good evening, good morning to you, I should say. Good morning, good evening, Pete. How are you? <laughs> this is truly a, uh, never mind, this is a global call all the way from little old Ireland to little old Australia, right? Yes, yes, indeed it is. And it's a pleasure to uh, speak with you, Pete, and uh, to be on your podcast today. Listen, thank you so much. So, John, tell us, who are you, what do you do, and where are you from? Well, my name's uh, John Knowles. Uh, I'm originally from New Zealand, little old New Zealand, and uh, born in Auckland. And uh, I moved to the States uh, when I was very young about a year and a half and uh, spent some time in the States. And then uh, uh, after that, I moved to Australia essentially and did some of my schooling there. And um, long story short, I ended up going back to the um, States back for high school and did another four years of high school and then back to New Zealand and uh, for some time in Australia. So uh, yeah, kind of been around a little bit, uh, done a few, a uh, bit of travel in between. And um, yeah, I've just, just been on this uh, relentless journey uh, my whole life. Um, uh, just just growing up different and, and, and um, yeah, just wanting to, to, to make a difference and share my story with you all. That's some serious air miles you've got under your belt. I mean, to do those sort of trips and <laughs> spend time in New Zealand, Australia, America, back, you know, that's crazy, right? You know. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, I always get, everyone tells me you've been around a bit. Well, I've never done any schooling in New Zealand. And, um, yeah, from, from a young age, I was already going on the planes by myself. So, yeah, from the age of five, I was uh, really missed independent. Um the only child to my mum, but the third to my dad. So, yeah, pretty much uh, I grew up with this independent streak, uh, just being able to, my mum always installed in, into me to, um, you know, do anything and, and, and do everything just like the other kids and, you know, not hold back. Oh, well. So first of all, I suppose the question is, what does fire in the belly mean to you, John? Well, fire in the belly, that means to me is really about being relentless and never giving up, never, despite your circumstances, despite how you might have been born, how you were brought into this world, that to never give up hope, to live your best self and be your best self and not just for yourself, but for others that are around you and that are watching and that are 
wanting to grow and learn in their own way and just to be an inspiration. Yeah. Is that something you have then? Do you have the fire in the belly? Is it something you've always had? Um, I think, I believe ever since I was a young age, because uh, my mum, you see, she prayed for a perfect child. So instead of getting a perfect child, right, she ended up getting a, a child who had low vision, uh, a hearing impairment. And from a young age, she was already speaking into my ears just so I could hear, just so I could learn to hear. And so I think from a young age, my mum really encouraged me to just be like all the other kids, do everything else like them, you know, play rough, play hard, you know, um, don't hold back. So in other words, yeah, I think I've grown up being different, but also wanting to, to match up and show that I could do everything either the same or even better than, than other kids who were so-called normal, so to speak. Do you know what normal is, John? I, uh, I'm sort of suspecting well, that. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a good question, you know. It, it, I guess for myself growing up, you know, I was at normal was the, the normal person that, you know, had good hearing. You know, they never had to wear hearing devices. Or, you know, they had, they had perfect eyesight. They didn't have to wear glasses. And in, in my era growing up in the, in the 80s, Sorry, in the 90s, the kids back then were not so accepting of glasses. So you would get constantly teased about being four eyes, et cetera, et cetera. And, yeah, I mean, that's something I had to put up with. What, I mean, so, yeah. Well, t- tell us, I mean, in terms of sight and hearing, what, what are your levels? Um. Well, put it put it this way, I, I haven't had a checkup for a very long time. But um, the the eye specialist said it wasn't good enough to drive, apparently. So uh, you know, they've been saying one thing, but uh, I've always believed in my lifetime that I will be able to have that perfect vision, have that good vision, that perfect vision. And you know, that they're that just because your genetics, you know, predestined you some way doesn't mean that that's the way I always have to be. So, yeah, pretty much that's what the eye specialist said. And also um, hearing, well, my, my left ear is 50% hearing loss and my right ear is about 25% hearing loss. Um yeah, I think it's roughly around those figures. So, yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've had to, to, to deal with, you know, asking questions my whole life. Um, if I don't see something, I, you know, have to get closer to it or have to ask someone or have to look by familiarity. So, yeah, I've, I've learned very quickly to, to adapt and to, to just make do. Tell me, I mean... Would you classify it? I mean, can you have a weakness that becomes a strength? Definitely, definitely, Pete. Um, yeah, definitely. I would definitely say um, 
in fact, you know, some of the greatest uh, entrepreneurs, you know, they, you, they have to get to a level where they are comfortable being different, you know, comfortable being um, looked on upon as, um, you know, maybe not doing things as the norm and being able to deal with maybe that criticism or, you know, that, that judgment that some people may give. Um, but I think for myself, that's what's made me successful in my own way is just being able to deal with not worrying what people think and not worrying about being different and not being afraid to stand out and just being able to push forward. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So tell me, John, what's, what's your passion? My passion. I would say my passion would be helping others and health and fitness. And currently I'm on this, this journey of establishing multiple income streams, which I believe will be able to help other people as well. It's a lot of service there. You know, there's a lot about helping other people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so easy, Pete, to, to, for us just to live for ourselves and to think about ourselves. But once we come into realisation, the bigger picture, you know, of helping others and what that looks like, you know, being generous, living a generous life, and that just doesn't include monetary funds it also includes you know sharing your time sharing a smile opening the door for someone just sharing with others that good character giving that good value and um yeah i think i think definitely there's multiple ways to help others and uh it's 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 huge and yeah, it's, it's so rewarding just to be able to, to do that and not to just think, oh, what can I get for myself? Mm. But how can you also give as well? It's like that giver's gain really, isn't it? You know, that sort of, as you say, help others to, you know, ultimately to help yourself really. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and I think in the long run, we, we feel better about ourselves really um, when we help others. And like you say, you there's, there's a massive reward in that in itself. And, you know, as you know yourself, yeah, the, um, to, to, to be able to help and to be able to um, reach up and build someone up, you know, is, is, you know, one of the greatest ways to, to help yourself. So, um, yeah. Makes all the difference. So tell me, yes, I mean, for sure. talk to me then about, I mean, what's in a normal day to day, what's, what's your, your main mission? My normal day to day, main mission. I believe it is to live my best self and to impact and help others along the way. I would say that would be my main mission. And 
just having a greater realization because I think so many times we can go through life being swayed by the emotions of, oh, I don't feel good today. Uh, oh, that person cut me off or that person was rude to me. But if you can kind of get a grip on yourself and, and say, you know, yeah, I've got to push on. Yeah, I've got to evaluate your emotions and, and say, yeah, you know, I, I, I really don't have to react and, you know, look at things from another person's point of view. When you can see it from someone else's point of view, I guess, you know, you have that more of that empathy and you have, um, you feel better in yourself. You're less stressed, you know. Um, why let all the worries and stress of, of others and of life constantly weigh you down to the point that, you're in this kind of depressing state. Wow. Strong, strong. Do you, I mean, do you believe you're where you're supposed to be at this point in your journey? I believe, yes, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes we don't know why. Sometimes we don't know why we're going through struggles and through troubles and uh, through tests, through our character. Um, but these things, these challenges in life are, come at us to, to really build us up and to make us more resilient and to make us push through the stresses of life, you know, to, to get a better outcome. To um, I mean, life is really what we make of it. So if we can get used to being in that stressful, like put in a stressful position, but have a great positive, happy outlook, that is huge. And, and that will make all the difference to us. I mean, we could have all the money in the world, but if we haven't got happiness, if we haven't got that high emotional intelligence, it's, it's useless, you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd rather have good character and, and be happy and then have all the money in the world and not be happy and, you know, be just full of myself. Yeah, it's interesting. You talked there about emotional intelligence. Talk, talk to me about that. Well, um, I think that is a lot of times just about evaluating once I think you are aware that you can be swayed by situations or that maybe you have an issue with, um, you know, reactions to certain things or, you know, you've built up habits over the years that cause you to react in a certain way. I think once you are more aware of it and you want to, you want to see, well, who do I have to become and what do I have to learn to get to where I want to go? What is the person? What does that look like? And if you think of it like, like this, you know, like people want to be around happy, positive people, like people like to be around people like themselves. And I think the best ways to get good interactions out of life is to be happy and positive yourself because that attracts that good, that good energy. Um, 
that's it's almost like a people magnet. So automatically in itself, you know, people want to get to know you. People see your confidence and your smile. You know, people want to to yeah, they can just feel that you want to embrace them, that you that you care, and and that's super important in in our connections in life and what we want to do and um, it helps us heaps just to be able to connect with others. So yeah, definitely that um, I think emotional intelligence is, is, is very important and it just helps us push through so much with our goals and, and to what we want to do and who we want to meet and, and yeah, just our day to day little mishaps maybe, but um, yeah, just being able to take a step back and, and, you know, just, calm yourself down and, and, you know, if you have to remove yourself for, from the situation and come back and, and talk to the person when, when you're calm and in, in, a, in a reasonable state, because I, I truly believe when you lose control with people, you lose control of the situation. Mm. You're, I mean, I suppose with your sight and your hearing, do you see and hear things that others don't? I mean, are you able to pick up on things that actually, you know, sort of normal sighted people, if you want to put it that way, you know, do you see things and hear things that actually is, it's sort of in the gaps and, and it's sort of, yeah, it's just missed under normal circumstances. I think it's made me more alert. So I'm, um, um, compared to maybe the normal person that's normally, you know, so-called aware and can can see certain things or hear certain things, me I'm more conscious. So I'm 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 on the look. It's it's not that I'm constantly looking around, but I'm just more aware of my surroundings, um, or I try to be, and. I think in terms of hearing, a lot of people, sometimes they're surprised they don't hear it or um, people assume they kind of have this stereotype that uh, sometimes, you know, when you're, you know, you've got these issues or these so-called handicaps that you're kind of dumb in a way, Um, but it's totally not the case and um, I think someone with any kind of disability whatsoever should never be under, underestimate, underestimated what they can do, um, can be, can see, can hear, uh, what they're capable of in their intellectual ability and their ability to achieve. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that, um, I definitely think that, yeah, I've, I've compensated in other areas and yeah i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm a force to be reckoned with just like anyone else i love it i love it uh, what are you capable of john what's what are you capable of today and what's what's the future hold for you that's a good question i believe i'm capable of well, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a big vision, and um, it's to help a billion people or more in my lifetime. And I think maybe to the average 
person that might seem a bit strange, but I believe through my story and, and, and also um, my start of my entrepreneurial journey that, you know, I will be able to help others and help them create in, income streams and also to be able to inspire them with my story and to help them see and, and somehow want to get the best out of their own life despite, you know, maybe their circumstances or what they're going through or their upbringing or, you know, how they were brought into this world, etc. And yeah, my, my, my mission is, is I just want to help as much many people as I can. And for you, is it, I mean, is, is the power in the journey? Is the power in the person, do you think? Or is the power in the, in the circumstance? I think for me, um, it might be a bit of both because obviously, you know, a baby, like a baby, in order to, to run, they first, first must learn how to crawl. And then, you know, then they start getting up, then they start making little movements, maybe holding on to things. So I think for me, it's been a progression to not, you know, look at the downside of life, but to keep, but to keep going, to keep pushing forward. Um, also, I think maybe my circumstances also, you know, forced me to almost want to have that edge out of my life. So um, want to make me do the best of my ability, um, you know, where, where others are, you know, worried about what others think or their circumstances or what's not cool. You know, for, my, for myself, I'm already different. I'm not worried about being different. I'm not worried about standing out. I'm not worrying about being the only lone wolf off the edge. But I think um, just in reference to others, I think it's if they are feeling like that, if they are feeling different, that's a good thing. It's a good quality because that's what leaders are made out of. Leaders are made out of the people that branch out, that do things different, that set the pace, that set the standard. And... Yeah, I truly, I truly believe that um, through someone's journey and, and their own circumstance, you know, they can they can do great things and impact people themselves, and they can be leaders in their own way and right, and be successful in their own way and right for sure. And what what's what have you learned from your own journey? What have I learned from my own journey? Another great question. I think don't be ashamed of who you are. Don't shy away. People only notice things when you point them out, when you only 
show that you notice them. If you don't show that you that you're worried about your, you know, your um, dis disfigured finger or your, you know, extra toe. If you show that you're not worried and you're you're about your flaws, people don't worry about that either. But if you're unconscious and you're uneasy in your own skin, if if you're, you know, not comfortable, people notice when you're not comfortable. So I would say definitely you've got to accept who you are to, to a certain degree, even though you might want to improve yourself or get better, but, you know, embrace who you are and, yeah, don't worry about what other, other people think of you because you, you can be that light and that strength to someone else, that inspiration. That was fabulous. Talk to me about money, John. The young version of you. Money. So money, as in oh. small. The child, the child version of you. Oh, child. Yes, yes. The child version would be that. that um, well, the the, the, young, the young kid. Well, it's growing up. That's another great question. Growing up, I I found it hard to to type, kind of take on the fact that I was different, and in, in you know, my teacher wanted me to wear a headset in class, or wanted me to wear hearing aids, young age in primary school, and I think at that stage in my life, my hearing was a little bit better. I could kind of get away with. Um, not wearing hearing aids, so to speak. And I think I, I shied away um, from that part of, you know, that well, was a little bit different. Um, but at the same time, I think it made me push harder in other areas. Like one of my favorite sports was soccer and I would just play that with a resilience and, and with, with relentlessness. And yeah, I mean, I can still remember even, even playing uh, soccer with hiking boots with these hard cap boots and, <laughs> you know, kicking a few kids shins. So, so, um, yeah, definitely what I excelled at, I really pushed. So I really, I really love to push my soccer. I love to push my, my long distance running. Um, and I, I love to push my mathematics in school. Um, so I really tried to push at what I could excel at. I, my, my physical strength. Um, I love to wrestle and you know, arm wrestle and to to go against kids that were even bigger and stronger than me because I wanted the challenge. I didn't want to just be wrestling kids that I thought, yeah, I could beat too easily or that I could that I thought I could beat straight up. I, I wanted to go against, you know, bigger, stronger, stronger people than me. 
That's, it's interesting. Isn't it? It's almost like trying to find your boundaries or, you know, push yourself in, in, a, in certain ways, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. So I kind of liken it to like, okay, so I'm a bit deficient in this area, but I'm going to show you that I'm going to come up on top of this area. So I think part of it was, Part of it was for me and just the other part of it was just letting them know that, yeah, I'm not a pushover, you know, you, you can't just judge a book by a cover without, you know, walking a thousand miles in their shoes. So, yeah, that's that's where I think, you know, respect and, and empathy and, and being not non-judgmental to others is is, is definitely key. And you mentioned earlier, I mean, was was bullying or anything like that, was that prevalent at, at the time or did that sort of drive you on? And... I, I would say in the verbal sense in, in primary school, I would say yes. Um, it wasn't like constant, constant, but it was enough that kids would say, oh, four eyes, you know, wearing your four eyes well it's kind of something got a little bit used to but at the same time you know there's only a, it's only a, so much that you can take um especially as a young kid you know i guess kids that don't stick up for themselves really get pushed under the hammer and i just like to make make sure you know that i wasn't one of those kids It's very hard, isn't it, really? I suppose for kids just to say, listen, don't worry about it or Yes. You know, it's it's the biggest thing in that child's world yes. or uh, hmm. I think um yeah, I think that's something that a lot of kids face. Um is you know, dealing with bullying or being a bully, you know, they haven't got that they're not like the, a lot of them haven't got that good upbringing, you know, where their parents are really installed in them. Yeah, you don't go around te teasing kids. I, I think a lot of times maybe it's so-called accepted. Um, it's like some things are accepted and then when it starts getting to the physicality, maybe it starts not getting accepted and yet, you know, re really bullying starts uh, you know, much deeper than that, you know, from the emotional trauma. So, yeah. Who's been a inspiration or a hero in your life? Who stands out? I would say the first person that would come to mind would be my mum. And my mum comes from a very small island in the Pacific in the Fiji group called Rotuma and she grew up from a humble home. You know, my grandfather fished and, and lived off the land and he was, he was chief in the, in one of the chiefs in Rotuma and my mum told herself, you know, she never wanted to, to stay on that island and have kids on that island and hence she moved to the mainland and eventually 
got married and, and, and went abroad. And I think, yeah, just my mum's been a, such an inspiration for me to, to never give up, always believe in yourself, always push forward and make the best out of life. We only got one shot at it. As I would say probably besides besides my mum, I would say probably in the more um, recent years, I've been fascinated or very much interested in in you know successful people that have had um, tough beginnings or have had hand handicaps in their lives or that have so-called, you know, gone and made their millions. So for me to see them and see other people's story and see that they either had, you know, hardships similar or even worse, um, so to speak, you know, where there's, there's, there's others like uh, you may have heard of Nick Vujasek. I think you've heard of him. Yeah, um, spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Um, no arms, no legs. And, uh, you know, this guy started off just speaking at schools. His, his, his cleaner at his school, schools said to him, that, you know, maybe you should try uh, public speaking. And it's just, it's just amazing. He went from this crazy bully um, background to, to speaking to smaller and then larger and larger crowds. No arms, no legs, no worries. Yeah, that's right. That's fabulous, you know, and that's, that's what I find fascinating is almost sometimes, you know, it's, it's, you know, less is more sometimes, you know, when you have a, a, a perceived weakness, it actually is your strength. You know, when you learn how to, when you learn how to actually, you know, use it. Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. And, and, and embrace it and, you know, like give that in inspiration to others that, you know, Hey, if that person can do it, you know, why can't I, you know? Hmm. And um, yeah, no, it's it's huge, definitely. What was the original plan then, when when John grew up? What, what did John want to do? Wow. Well, originally I wanted to be a lawyer, and yeah, <laughs> um, I was told numerous times when I was younger that I could argue my case and. You know, I would make a great lawyer. So um, that was something I wanted to pursue. Unfortunately, unfortunately, my dad would always, he'd say to me, oh, well, you have to have great English. <laughs> and, uh, hey, I speak English, but, you know, it, that's not what held me back. But, you know, technically speaking, you know, so they say you have to be good with English. I, I haven't ended up, never ended up doing it, and it's it's not my pursuit or, or passion these days. But um, yeah, back then, that's that's what I wanted to be when when I grew up. Well, that's quite something. I suppose when you you talked about you know some of your things was you know at school was mathematics and PE and stuff like that. You know, so 
to sort of head the lawyer or want to head the lawyer route's quite the quite the detour, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe part of it was, you know, wanting to represent others, wanting to help others, but also being able to argue and put my my point across in a way that, you know, would give me that edge. So, yeah, a bit of, bit of a combination, I guess. Um, but originally that idea, I'm not exactly sure how I, I got that idea. It's, it's, yeah, just a bit of combination of that. And also I knew lawyers made good money, so to speak. There's nothing, nothing wrong with making good money. That's what it's all about. Sure, no, that's true. That's true. So then, I mean, really through secondary school, because, I mean, you were, I mean, I, I couldn't quite follow. I mean, you, you've sort of between really sort of uh, Australia and, and, you know, America for, for schooling. I mean, how is that transition yes. between the two? Well, it, it's tra- uh, transitioned pretty good. Um, I think originally growing up, I... I didn't quite like my background only really came out later. So when I say that, I mean, my early memories are mainly growing up in the States, growing up around snow, you know, growing up with that flamboyant American talkative social kind of atmosphere. And yeah, just to, just to go to Australia and, and come schooling here, you know, they could all notice like my American accent. And I guess it wasn't so, um, it wasn't as interesting for the Australians here as it was for the Americans when I went back for high school, which just absolutely loved my, you know, Australian accent and which I'd picked up before I went back. And yeah, they just loved it. You know, it's just like a, a a focal point of them wanting to get get to know me or, you know, talk to me, hear my accent, etc. Um, but to be honest, I I just love that kind of um, you know talkative kind of out there out there spirit the Americans have. So yeah, that that I I totally resonate with with that. I think. Sometimes down here in Australia and New Zealand, people are sometimes a little bit more reserved in some ways. So yeah, you've really got to, um, you know, you've you've got to make the initiative and and put yourself out there and and you know make the first move sometimes with friendships and relationships. Yeah, it's interesting even the the culture difference between Australia and America. You know, it's that's. You know, both are fairly outgoing type of personalities, right? Or you know, if you were to generalize a whole, a whole nation, if you like. Yes. You know. Yes, definitely. It's... Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely different. And yeah, I just, I mean, there's so many different diverse things about each each country um, that I love, really. Um, but just a few things about the states of, of memories back there is 
I just love the diversity going from the mountain to the beach, being on the west coast of, of the states and and being in Utah, Washington, and just, you know, you'd have, you can go from the deserts to, to the mountains, you can go to the beach, you know, and you can, yeah, it's just, um, it's just like all rounded kind of fulfilled really. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up loving snow sports as well and being, being heavily involved in that snowboarding, um, and we used to go on snowboarding, snowboarding trips in high school. So, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up snowboarding through 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 blizzards, blizzards and fog, and you know, speeding down the slopes and doing jumps and you know, and uh, crashes in the works. You know, so that was that was my world. Um, growing up from a young age, I was already skiing at at, uh, at five. So, um, yeah, I, I just love the diversity of the states and and. Yeah, here in Australia, it's great too. I always say to all my friends, you know, I love the weather here in Sydney, and yeah, we get beautiful blue skies, and it's it's just so uplifting. And uh, I just want to encourage all you UK people watching that we have great weather down here. If you ever want to come live down here, you're welcome to because uh, yeah, it's just something about the the sunshine that really uplifts and, and boosts your countenance and gives you energy and gives you warmth and yeah, it's just beautiful down here. Yeah. It's <laughs> better than the weather in Ireland. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bound to be, I mean, it's listen, you know, sort of good for the soul, isn't it? To get a bit of, get a bit of heat yes. on the bones and definitely. It sounds like, I mean, you're a real sort of outdoorsy type person, you know, that seems to be your, your, your go-to really. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yes, yes, definitely, Pete. Um, I love the outdoors. I, I, I love fishing. Um, yeah, love love going on the boat. Uh, I, I love hiking. I love biking, mountain biking, um, swimming, uh, dirt bikes, quad bikes, you name it. Uh, I can't think of uh, anything outdoorsy that really I'm not into. Um, but yeah, I love the outdoors and, and yeah, just just being out in the open air, fresh air, and um, getting out of the house. You know, it's uh, it's great and it's energizing and revitalizing to 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 just live your your life outside of four walls uh, w when you can. Well. How does that work? I mean, the, the, so the dirt biking with your eyesight. I mean, does it doesn't really matter? Well, well, you you know what, um, you know what, Pete, you learn to to not worry about what you don't see, <laughs> and just worry about what you see. And like I said before, a lot of people that if they know you've got a certain issue. A lot of people more tend to uh, either underestimate or you might even say overestimate sometimes depending. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't got an issue with, uh, you know, going 80, 80 kilometres an hour and not being able to see what I'm riding into. So 
yeah, pre pretty much I don't need to see in finer detail something to know that where, where, which path I've got to take to go around it. Yes, it's a great so, way. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't hold me back. I just, you know, anything, anything fast, oh, I love it. You know, like um, I, I went, I went go-karting one time and uh, just to kind of, you know, really push myself and to to show that, you know, I, I'm in the game with everyone else. We're in a group maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 or whatever it was. And this was at nighttime and they only got lights on this this track. And, um, you know, these go-karts can get pretty fast, probably at least, you know, maybe at least 60K, maybe at least 60K at the fastest. Wow. But um, that evening I got the fastest lap time. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably, you might say, I might be a risk taker, but, you know, I just try to channel it and, and kind of see where my boundaries are and, and just kind of go as hard as I can. So, yeah. Love it. Definitely not afraid of a challenge. What, I mean, what, what motivates you the most there, John? I mean, is, are you are you pain motivated? Are you pleasure motivated? Where do, where do you sit? I would say part of it would be pleasure motivated. Uh, I think definitely. Um, I think I'm, I've, I've been uh, growing up, I've been a real thrill seeker. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely love the 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 feeling you get when you're um, when you have achieved something or when you're good at something or yeah, that's that it's that reward signal in your brain that you get when you've you've you know you push through some barrier to achieve whatever you want to achieve and uh yeah i think definitely i would say probably more you know pleasure seeking than than pushing through the pain barrier yeah definitely and what would be your core values then core values i would say Empathy for others. I would say respect, kindness, and generosity. I guess I always like to think of myself as a generous person and sometimes I feel that when people are generous to me in in a bigger way I feel taken aback so yeah I, I like to combine all those uh, key values and you know really channel that into, you know, that integrity, who I am as a person and try to be 
yeah, try to be the best um, person that I can be and, and, and show that good character in that um, in all my interactions for sure. Um, and where do we where do we see the best version of you? Where where are you most in your element, your prime, your of greatest service? Greatest service. I think one of my elements would probably be recognizing others and would be in maybe the realm of leadership and coaching. Um, just because I think a, a good leader, they set the standard and they also, they recognize others, they encourage others and, and they also, although they might, you know, point out someone something that someone can do better, they always recognize their strengths as well. So I think it's really I would say, yeah, that would be one of my um, one of my strengths is is would be to help and in, in in lead and uplift others in just to help them see the better side of life and, and to 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 know that someone you know recognizes or see their sees their efforts or believes in them that they can pursue their goals and dreams as well yeah for sure and talk to me then about, about goals and things like that i mean how do you i mean do you, do you goal set for yourself i mean do you how do you sort of see the future as such yeah um i think goal goal setting was something i, I struggled with going growing up because my dad really tried to say to me oh yeah you know you got to set these goals and um, I think it was hard for me to get things on paper. Um, but in more recent times, I've been really trying to knuckle down on that and being more specific, you know, you know, what's my, uh, you know, five-year goal, what's my one-year goal, three-month goal, uh, what's my mon monthly goal and, and my daily goals. So I guess just seeing the importance of, you know, seeing a direct path to, to where you want to go and having that um, that specific point, you know, uh, in your life or in, in what you want to achieve, you know, to have something to aim for, I think is, is definitely key, definitely key to, to getting there. And for yourself, I mean, do you... You know, do you put in like bucket lists? How how big do your goals go, and how far out do you tend to go? Um, I think that's currently something I'm I'm still still working on, and I'm still trying to discover how and work out the processes of how I'm going to achieve and 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 do things. I think. Um, my whole part of my my story i think is is a big part of of my bigger goal just wanting to to impact the world and and you know at least impact that one billion people before i pass on from this life into the next and 
just to share my story of, of, of resilience and to just, you know, I, I see the struggle, you know, um, over the years, you know, I've had so many times where employers, they don't want to employ me, um, even though they might not say it to your, your face, they, they don't want to employ you because they think you're second best because you're, you know, you're, you're not a hundred percent, you know, your eyes aren't a hundred percent or your ears or whatever it is. And yet what they don't realize is that's a, a strength for, you know, that I've got other, other qualities. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, just wanting to, I guess it's just been a process of discovering along the way what I got to do to steps I got to take and what I got to learn to um, be able to reach as many people, you know, learning this game of uh, media and social media and, um, and coming into this world of podcasts and YouTube and, and, you know, telling your story, how stories are so powerful in, you know, coming into this realm of, you know, meeting more, connecting with more people that are in this space that can, that I can, you know, gain some value of and also, you know, hopefully be of some value too. And, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's just being a, a learning journey for me to, to, to see what steps I, I need to take and also meet the people that, that I need to meet that can, um, you know, help push me along in this journey as well. So what's what's on your big bucket list then? I mean, is there people you'd like to meet or certain things you'd like to do? Let's put it out there in the universe. What's what's on the big the big fun goal list? People I'd like to meet. Um, well, I, I, yeah, there's definitely some people that I really um, look up to very much. Um, uh, Richard Brunson from um, ClickFunnels. Uh, I love his content and his, his, his storyline, um, his energy and it's his story about where how his company has grown. Um, he's been a big inspiration. Uh, Omar Elatar from the Passionate Few, his podcast and YouTube channel. Um, he's he's I just love his style of, uh, of of interviews and the questions he asks. How he really goes deep and really brings out people's stories and. Yeah, just seeing where you know where you can go with with you know podcasts and, and, and YouTube and and yeah, it's just huge. Um, Nick Vujicic, sec. I think he's he's amazing. He's got an amazing story. His, his story of um, you know God made you this way and. Uh, you know, just, let's just knuckle down and, and get on with it. And, you know, you're put on this earth for a purpose and for a reason. I love that. And that totally resonates with me. Um, 
Also, uh, Joja Dinsa. He's, I think, pretty amazing. His story, story from humble beginnings in India and how he still managed to stay so humble, um, even being a you know a billionaire himself, and just being able to keep that humble attitude and you know to realize that he he was no different from he's no different from anyone else, despite his his um, you know his um, billion billions and billions of uh, you know wealth portfolio. Um, yeah, just these high achievers that have really been able to knuckle down and do the grind, do the work, put in the work, and really get get the best out of life. You know, just just keep pushing on. Definitely, it's all about that continuous growth, really, isn't it? That sort of progressing and setting your goals, no matter what. Yes, yes, for sure. Mm. In terms of, I suppose, getting your message across, I mean, what do you see as the the main way? I mean, you, you know, you, you're saying there about your really that sort of the, the big goal there is to meet your billion people. You know, how do you foresee that happening? I think I think social media these days is probably one of the most powerful, powerful tools. Um, Social media and you know the spread of any um, income streams, tools, or um, any any other kind of value, ebooks, whatever I can content I can put out. I think just for others to hear my story and to you know benefit by maybe something I've created or. Um, a product or even a service, um, yeah, would be totally amazing. Yeah. yeah so I, that's sort of being of service to others. I like that, you know, that sort of, you know, really sort of getting the content and getting a book or getting, you know, sort of, I mean, can you see yourself writing books and, and podcasts and really where's your, where's your sort of, preferred go-to definitely definitely i've had this podcast um podcast in 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 my mind for a while and just been trying to get bits of piece of information how i can start it and and get it get it under the way and and get the value uh not only for myself but to be able to do interviews like yourself pete and and you know, let other people hear other people's stories as well, and to uh, to get some value from that and inspiration for sure, definitely. It's all about again. I mean, that's sort of that key word you talked about. Really, I suppose it was the connecting, and you know, really yes. that sort of sharing other people's messages. That's right. Yeah, just putting yourself in that in that space and in that environment where you can connect and you're, you know, surrounded by those people that are doing these things and, um, you know, sharing these kind of content and, you know, the, the road, the road has already been done by someone else. Usually, usually, um, unless you're starting something brand new. And so, yeah, there's, um, why, what, why should I reinvent, reinvent the wheel? 
on you know in regards to social media when someone else has already knows how to do these things yeah what was a what was a big turning point for you john what was sort of mouse significant milestones if you like significant milestone i would say I think one of my milestones would have been um, being on the verge of not possibly finishing high school and struggling with school to study and to concentrate and getting boggled down with, you know, a huge English assignment that I couldn't see the steps to finish, you know, to finish that 5,000 word report. I couldn't, I couldn't see through it, you know, but, um, or it might've even been 10,000, but just the steps that I needed to take to, to be able to finish that. I think that would be one of the milestones that, that knowing that, um, not only through my own efforts, but, you know, knowing that, you know, through my belief and faith in God, knowing that, you know, I had extra help to accomplish and to push through that and, and finish my schooling just like everyone else. And, um, yeah, I think that would have been one of the milestones. I think probably my other milestone would also be, um, One of them would be getting married and being married to the love of my life now of seven years. And yeah, just being able to spend that time with someone who's been supportive and been encouraging and has been light and yeah, just really wanting to not only succeed and do well for myself, but now that I have a family and I have kids to be able to succeed and help them in a big way as well. Nothing like kids to make you see things slightly differently. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, yeah, totally the opposite from, from single life. Definitely. You're, you're just think about yourself and, you know, things are so called seem to be easier, but, you know, once you, once you have a family and you, and you got kids in the picture, you know, you know, what you're doing is, is to help support them. What you're doing is to encourage them. You know, you're, it's like you're living in a whole extra role model life. You know, you're, you're the role model, you're who they're looking up to. So you've got to, you've got to step up to the plate and, 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 be responsible and um, be a provider and, and be a strength and encouragement and a positive and happy light in the family and, and just be the best person who you can be. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you mentioned there, I mean, sort of, I suppose, religion you talked about a, a little bit. I mean, where do you sit in terms of religion and spirituality? Where Where is your sort of grinding level 
I would say, yeah, definitely um, growing up in a Christian home. Um, going to church and, yeah, just being surrounded by um, prayer and, and faith in God and, you know, knowing that sometimes even when we do go through tough situations that I could believe and trust in him and that he could he, he still works miracles today. He's, he's helped me and he can help you too. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I think having a faith in God has, has always been, um, yeah, being important to me. It's believing in something and, and not necessarily going to church all the time, but just to have that belief that in a, in in a higher power and someone who loves and cares for me, for sure. Um, it's been a, a, a great blessing and it's been a, a, a huge help for sure. And um, I mean, tell us what, what's a bit of a guilty pleasure for John? Guilty pleasure. You can take the guilt out of it if you wish. Um, <laughs> um, well, the first thing that came to mind, Pete, was 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 chocolate. Uh, and I, I, I know some people wouldn't consider that a guilty pleasure, but I mean that's just the first thing that comes to mind. I guess um, that's pretty much the first thing that comes to mind to about seventy to eighty percent of the guests. So yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> what's what's your go to in the chocolate aisle? Oh, I tell you what, um, for all you watchers around the world, if you haven't tried New Zealand Whitaker's chocolate, you've got to try it. We've got the best uh, dairy farming going on down there. And let me tell you, it's quality coming out of a, out of a small country. And, yeah, just, just look up or source Whitaker's chocolate. They were in these gold bar blocks. And uh, let me tell you, it is the gold standard of chocolate. Definitely. That's that's big talk there, John. That's big. No, it's like there's people all around the world to be saying. <laughs> but no, I like it. I like it. You got to be strong. Yeah. If you haven't, if if you don't know Whitakers yet, you'll 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 find out when you eventually find the chocolate. Maybe you know in some international chocolate um, shop, or I, I don't know, or maybe some stores in your area might have it. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, people don't know what they're missing out on because I think um, it's it's a good value chocolate, and and yeah, you can go to the high end, super high quality chocolate, and yeah, they taste great. Um, if you're looking for a really good value chocolate, and you know you want it quality as well, I would say yeah, got to give uh, Whitakers a shot, definitely. Hmm. And tell me. Like for leisure and pleasure, what does that look like for you? Pleasure and pleasure. Le leisure and pleasure. Uh, oh, leisure and pleasure. Uh, sorry. I would say, well, um, automatically my thoughts take me to the beach. It takes me to water sports and, and fishing. Um, 
yeah, just being on the water, wakeboarding, um, water skiing, bodyboarding, it just, yeah, just um, those adrenaline-seeking sports, I guess, so to speak. Um, yeah, it just takes me right there, but obviously straight up, it just takes me to the beach and, yeah, I just love the beach and the sunshine and, and you know, getting that good vitamin D and those negative ions. Um, it's definitely uplifting for your countenance and, and good for your soul to, if, you know, if you live in a high, um, highly, you know, populated density kind of, you know, city suburban area, it's definitely good to disconnect and, and go outside of, outside of, um, into, into nature. Yeah. That's good to, good to know. So tell me if you were to, to describe your fire in the belly in one or two words, what would that be, John? Never give up. Relentlessness. Hope. Challenges. Press through challenges. Don't stop. Don't settle for less and don't worry about what others think because the only thing that really matters is what you think in your own mind. Brilliant. So tell us where can people learn more about you, find you, track you down, hunt you down, stalk you, any of the above? <laughs> um, Facebook, um, they can look up John Knowles. J-O-H-N, Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, and also YouTube, starting to I'll be putting out more videos, putting out some videos on YouTube, just barely getting started, but I want to be putting out that valuable content. And hopefully I'll have my uh, podcast up and running soon, so I'll be able to share my um, story and also connect with others and share their stories too. So yeah, just a few of the ways there. Also, also if they would like to uh, WhatsApp me on uh, country codes 61483800762, they can WhatsApp me on that, that number. And uh, I'll be happy to respond and and take any engagement. Love it. So tell me, John, is there a final final thought you'd like to leave with listeners? I would say, yeah, definitely. Despite your circumstances, despite your upbringing, keep pushing on your story and your relentlessness and your energy, your positiveness, your, your life can be the very thing that can help somebody else. The very thing that can bring life to someone else, bring encouragement, bring inspiration. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Fantastic. 
John, listen, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for coming on the show and for sharing and uh, listen, connecting with us this evening. You know, listen, I wish you all the best. And uh, I know you've plenty, plenty of work to do. And you know, you've got the, the billion odd people to, to reach out to. So well done. Thank you for sharing your journey so far. Yes, yes. Thank you, Pete. It's been a it's been a pleasure to be on your show. And um, yeah, it's been it's been awesome to be on your show. And I, I continue to hope that you continue to grow and reach more people. And and yeah, more people will get to know uh, your short your story and your passion to share your. Um, share those stories that of the people who you inter- interview and yeah it's been fantastic being on the show today pete awesome john thank you so much indeed thank you pete well that was another great episode of fire in the belly you know this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys and boy boy sometimes it is personal it's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on We've loads more episodes coming up soon, and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So, all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly, and be the mightiest version of you.